Blog Talk Radio. What's up, man? Welcome to Blazing Ride Radio. It is Monday, February 10th, 2014. Thanks for checking in with your smoking nephew. On tonight's show, we have the great Norman Jones from Rhythm Child and the founder of Humanity Helping Sudan Project, Manyang Ri. All right, here we go. Well, I guess, you know, you don't want to 
don't Google downside bottom on the internet for, for various reasons. Um, but click on the banner for Dollar Shave Club. It'll, what it'll do, it'll take you right to uh, dollarshaveclub.com where you can purchase top-notch, great quality razors for as low as $1 a month. Uh, the plans, the, the most expensive plan is 9 something a month, like nine ninety nine a month, which is still cheaper than buying a pack of blades at Dwayne Reed. What I'm saying is you never have to go in to a drugstore again to get these damn razors. Uh, what you can do, you, you know, rather than confuse the store clerk in the drugstore, you just go to our website, blazingryeradio.com, click on the banner for Dollar Shave Club, purchase your razors there. They'll send them to you every month. It, it don't matter, you know? It doesn't matter how, if you shave, if you didn't shave that month. You get them every month for as low as $1. There's also other stuff they have there, like uh, there's some sort of um, man-wiping wipes for, you know, uh, when you use the bathroom. And, uh, of course, they have other shaving products like shaving cream and et cetera. So hit up blazingryeradio.com. Click on the banner for Dollar Shave Club. Also, uh, be sure to check out our show Wednesday. It's a new show called Blazing Rye Backstage. I've always wanted to co-host a show with the lovely Jonathan Weeks, who is the Sade to my batter and wah, uh, the best co-host in this business that we call show that I could ever ask for. So tune in to Backstage Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, you can even call in. On Wednesday, why not call in with some of your problems? We will solve them. 917-388-4131 is the number. 917-388-4131. Just make sure you press 1 to let us know you want to talk. Secondly, the uh, Shorty Awards deadline is looming. So do me a favor. Go to shortyawards.com slash blazingrye and vote for blazingrye for podcaster. Also, while you're there, Vote for Blazing Ride Backstage, which is dr at dr backstage on Twitter. Vote for us for Weird, for Best Web Show, and Podcast. So those three, the latter three I just mentioned, are in the community categories, and Podcaster is an official category. So go ahead, go to shortywars.com slash Blazing Ride. You like what you hear tonight? Hit it up. You don't like what you hear tonight? Vote for us anyway. Good karma, man. All right, so um, our first guest tonight is going to be Norm from Rhythm Child. And uh, as you all know, he is uh, a fantastic uh, musician, reggae artist, does play, plays music for the kids. So what we're going to do is we're going to play a song by Rhythm Child, and uh, I'll come right back, and uh, we'll see what happens on this crazy train that we call Blazing Rye Radio. Hit it up, BlazingRyeRadio.com, Dollar Shave Club. Set the story straight 
the others that his bravery was great. A bird went with him just to sing about the tale and lead him to the mountain top and keep him on the trail. They ran into a lizard that was climbing up a tree. The lizard said they should turn around while the dragon was still asleep. The human wasn't frightened until the dragon showed his head. The eyes were big and dark, and the breath was fiery red. The human started to run away without a thought about the birds. The birds stayed with the dragon so they could have a little word. A story you should hear Bird and the dragon Is a tale of having fear The dragon feared the bird Because his quickness and his flight The bird feared the dragon With his size and all his might Bird and the dragon Bird and the dragon Bird and the dragon Dragon, I can match you with your force. You can turn around or we can let nature take its course. The dragon got angry when it heard the challenge come. The bird began to question just exactly what it had done. The bird circled around the reach of the dragon's swinging claws. The dragon ducked from side to side to see where the bird really was. It had to duck from side to side so he could see where the bird really was. Bird and the dragon is the story you should hear. Because his quickness and his flight The bird fears the dragon with his size and all his might Bird and the dragon 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 Gonna rock and tumble, push and pull. Someone's gonna roll and tumble, push or pull. Hey. Sometimes you got to face the things that you fear most in this life. Sometimes you got to face the fear. Child. My first guest tonight is the heart and soul of the band Rhythm Child, a reggae rock pop group that entertains children across America. Please welcome Norman Jones. Norman, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great. How you doing, Ryan? I'm doing well, sir. So are you where are you right now? Are you in Los Angeles? In Los Angeles, yep. Oh, well, thank goodness yeah. for cell phones and the internet. <laughs> 
So Norm, I, I read, thing, right? I I read a a quote from from a very prominent uh, uh, figure. Uh, the first lady of the United States of America, Michelle Obama, said, I greatly appreciate your helping to create so many lovely memories for families from across our nation. That's pretty high praise. How did, how did that make you feel? Uh, you know, it was just a beautiful thing. It was awesome uh, to be able to be invited to the White House back in uh, 2011 and play at the Easter egg role. And, um, you know, it was a... It was just one of those things where I got to share the experience with my family, make some music for all the all the people there, and and uh, you know her her acknowledgement of of our efforts was was uh, you know something I'll never forget. Yeah, that's amazing. And there were thousands of people there, right? Uh, I think it was like thirty thousand people throughout the wow. day. Yeah. Yeah. It that was, many it people was, can fit on the major, White House lawn. What's that? Yeah, on the White House lawn. Yeah, right there. You know, the uh, interesting story was the rehearsal day for the event was actually on Easter Sunday, and the event takes place the following Monday. So we were there for rehearsal while, um, you know, the first family was having their Easter brunch festivities sitting out on the balcony, you know, overlooking where we were. So they came down at one point just to check out the, the their lawn, <laughs> and, you know, there we were, you know, family musicians, and they, you know, stopped and chatted and signed a couple autographs, and, you know, we had that moment of meeting the first family, the dog, the girls, the whole thing. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So you met the president then? Yes, you, yep, yep, in his Ray-Ban. What was that like? Like? <laughs> <laughs> So take me through that so, moment. Yeah, what was that like? It was a casual moment because they were just, you know, family enjoying Easter, and we just happened to be, you know, in their, on their yard, you know. Um, so it was, uh, it was kind of surreal, you know, one of those things that you don't don't expect. Um, and when it mm-hmm. happens, I still haven't quite got my head around it, you know, that I was sitting chatting with the president of the United States. <laughs> um, I, I think we're gonna get some crazies. Uh who are like, after hearing you say that, who are going to be like, how dare Obama have a, you know, go talk to people on Easter. He should be observing the holiday. And uh, I'll look forward to that. Uh, You know, (laughs) oddly enough, we found out that, you know, just days after that is when they went and, uh, you know, took care of Osama bin Laden. So that had going on in his mind at that very, you know, I don't know if you can put that behind you to have Easter Sunday, but, yeah. you know, I, I don't well, know if you ever get to sleep. <laughs> that is pretty intense. Uh, yeah. You know, we've been doing, uh, on my Wednesday show, we've been doing jokes, and, and uh, I've started to kind of use the jokes to hone in on my Obama impression. So now that you've met him, you tell me if this is a decent impression. So, All right, cool. Uh, uh, the German uh, Chancellor Angela Merkel was very upset that the U.S. is spying on her cell phone. Uh, in response, President Obama said, "Shut it down, Merkel. I'm about to mark you." <laughs> is that all right? I like it. I like yeah. it. I can tell you've Thank been you. working on that. <laughs> Not enough. Uh, so, how did you get started, Norm? How did you kind of 
get into this this life of touring the country playing uh this great music for children well you know i've been doing music most of my well all of my adult life you know in bands kind of touring colleges doing that kind of thing i grew up in cleveland so um you know did it a little bit on west Co- i mean on the east coast midwest uh with my kind of reggae ska band back in the day and then brought that band out to la and and you know things just evolve as they do uh with life you know and met my wife started a family and then the music just kind of took a different um had a different level of importance you know because my kids were around me when i was doing music their friends were around me and so i wanted that music to be able to stand up and and offer them something and and i didn't want to have to hide you know any of the messaging in, in the music so um that was kind of the the root of rhythm child is just to be able to play real music and and something that was good for families you know kids of all ages and their parents so that was kind of the idea and then since then it's branched off into all kind of things and um opportunities to educate and get in the schools and do drumming with kids and you know teach uh educate teachers about how to use rhythm in the classroom so from that little seed of just wanting to make, you know, wholesome real music, it turned into um, you know, a new career for me. So I, I and I don't miss being in the bars. <laughs> <laughs> so all my gigs yeah, you, are in the morning now, you know. And then right. uh you know, my friends are like, Hey, you wanna come out and see me play? I'm like, Nah man, I'm I'm i I'm I'm cashing it in. So it's a little different <laughs> lifestyle but but I love it. It 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 means that my family can be part of the music making uh process as well absolutely that's great your uh you mentioned your ska band that was uh general public well i was in my i started my own band uh before i worked with general public it was a band called crucial dbc and we were you know kind of a started as a reggae band then became an american reggae band because we you know we weren't jamaican and none of the jamaicans liked us because we had all these rock influences and stuff, and then um, mm-hmm. and then kind of gotten just just that what ska can offer, you know, ska can can kind of go anywhere, offer all kind of elements. So that was our flavor, kind of reggae, rock, ska. And then the guys from General Public, um, you know, kind of discovered me and that band and brought me into their fold, and I you mm-hmm. know worked with them, recorded recorded with them, and and uh, wrote a song for their record and toured a little bit with them. And then, you know, eventually it became more about them and I had to get back to my own music. So that was kind of that, de- that, that was the, the, the ska pop detour. Yeah. <laughs> and it's such an interesting blend of genres. Who were your musical influences growing up? Growing up, I would have to say, you know, first and foremost was the Beatles, when I was a little mm-hmm. little kid, um, uh, who's, who yeah, was that I? was that was that was high on the on the list. And then, um, <laughs> you know, my brothers were all into to soul music, so I started hearing James Brown and Earth, Wind and Fire. And then, you know, they started letting me hear some Parliament Funkadelic. So all that music was stirring up in there. And then I discovered uh, my brother turned me on to reggae, and that just kind of totally flipped my whole world around and um you know 
bands like Third World and Peter Tosh and Bob Marley were were you know ones that I listened to a, a ton and mm-hmm. um, and studied actually. And then I would have to say my mom's music was uh, her favorite was Sam Cooke. So you know I knew pro, you know Sam Cooke's catalog by the time I was a teenager. So that mm-hmm. I, mean, I still even throw some of his music in you know into mine just as a as a tribute. So yeah, those are the big influences. Well, it's great that you found a way to combine all of them in, into your sound now. Um, that's I feel like most people in the business would kind of have to feel pigeonholed into, oh, I'm country or I'm rock or I'm right. ska or whatever, but you've managed to find a way to not only not do that, but also play it for children, which is impressive. Right, yeah. Well, see, the the cool thing about playing for, for in the you know family world, in the family market, is that there are no real rules. You know, you can kind of just, you introduce what you want to introduce, and I think, um, like you said, a lot of times you get pigeonholed into having to do a certain thing, and I think that's probably why I didn't um, succeed or pursue that that kind of major label, uh, that world, because I just I couldn't find a pocket, you know, to mm-hmm. to, to sit in that felt whole to me. And um, you know, sadly enough, there's bands, the great bands that that never found that that thing, you know, Fishbone comes to mind as just a great, great, amazing, amazing band, but they never fit into any one world, and so, you know, they never had this, the notoriety that I thought they they deserve based on that fact, so it's a hard, mm-hmm. hard thing to want to do music for music's sake. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting you say that. I was, uh, uh, my friend Charles had an extra ticket to a band I had never heard of two weeks ago at um, Webster Hall, and I, I uh, agreed to go with them. The band is called Neutral Milk Hotel, and apparently I should have heard of them because they were uh, apparently very influential in terms of, like, they influence bands now like uh, Modest Mouse and uh, The Killers and stuff, but they uh, are, are so different. And is it folk? Is it rock? Is it what? What is this? That you know they they're so talented. The music's so amazing. But I, I I would have never heard of them had I not been randomly asked to go to that concert. Right, right. You know it's a little yeah. bit better now because of you know of people like you doing what you're doing and getting on the air and exposing you know listeners to music that they never heard. So you know I want to stop and say thank you for that. Um, you know, so now it's a little bit better because we can control the the flow a little bit more. Um, but mm-hmm. still, you know, people have to be looking as well. So, um, right. you know, looking and listening for for and that the, that new music. So, um, you know, it's important what you do. Very important. Thank you. But the the downside to it is that there's so much. Like you know, there's with the internet, there's there's so <laughs> many options. Right. How does anyone ever discover anyone? Right. Now that's true. That's true. You have to be looking for it. I think. You know, really. Yeah. And so that's, that's where true. you know the the I feel an opportunity that you know with educating the youth about different music because I think you know we've lost that um, that historical context of music. You know, the the way mm-hmm. music 
represented society. You know, I think we lost a lot of that. So, um, you know, we need it back if we if we want a, a future. Uh, getting yeah. these kids like understanding more about you know past musicians and and the music that they hear now, where that came from, the influences on the artists that they like, you know, all the things that that I learned when I was a kid, and I found fascinating, you know, and even still today, I my biggest joy is reading reading up on music history, you know, mm-hmm. back in the you know. 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. There's so much. There's a rich, rich history of music. So, um, yeah. So I feel like I have an opportunity to introduce some of that to the kids as well. Yeah, and you've mentioned uh, music in schools a few times. The, uh, the, you know, it's been proven there are many benefits to having music programs in schools, whether it be following directions or hand-eye coordination, uh, the the persistence with practicing, etc. Um, but, you know, with the past, uh, I don't know, 10 years or so, uh, and all these music programs, uh, being, you know, uh, shut down in schools, where do you see this going? Do you see it getting better at some point? Is it getting better now or are they still being shut down? I, I mean, they are still being shut down, and but there's some there's some push. You know, uh, every year I go to the the NAM show, uh, which is the National Association of Music Merchants, and um, you know all the manufacturers are there, and of course their interest is is not to let music fall by the wayside, and yeah. so they have a kind of grassroots effort in a lot of different areas of keeping music in the schools, offering grants, um, uh, getting kids, you know, getting adults back into playing music, you know, so that the kids see that. Um, so there is a movement of, of, you know, keeping that alive. Um, but one of my thoughts is that, you know, we can't just let it be an education thing anymore because that gives away control. Um, mm-hmm. That means that we have to let either a government agency or a school board or whatever, decide what we're going to let our kids have access to. So I'm feeling like it needs to be more of a lifestyle choice, you know, where we get mm-hmm. them young and make them want music and, and you know, deal with music on a daily basis so that it's it's part of who they are and part of our society as opposed to a an extracurricular thing, you know, because then we don't have... We can't say anything about it. So my movement is to make it more uh, part of the family situation and let them grow up with it. And if the parents don't like it, then make the parents like it first so that the kids will like it, you know. So it's, it's a trickle down. So um, yeah, <laughs> I think there's hope. You know, there's definitely hope. Yeah, uh, I, I I would agree with those sentiments. Um, I read, Norm, that when you first started uh, – playing outdoor shows in L.A., you would bring instruments for t- children to play during your sets. Uh, are you out of your mind? <laughs> yeah, a little bit, you know, <laughs> and th- that was just a thing that, you know, when I used to do shows or when I was doing the shows, there would be kids there because I do, like, you know, daytime festival-type, you know, environments, and, 
and the kids were there, and I wanted them to, instead of just looking at me, you know, and, and maybe not, and this was before I was writing kids' music, so I, the lyrics weren't even necessarily for them, necessarily. I wanted them to be part of it, you know, to have an involvement. So um, throwing out some drums and some shakers and stuff like that was just just kind of a way to, to bring them into the fold, and then that actually became our calling card. So now, you know, we do concerts and, you know, it's 100, 150, 200 people with drums playing <laughs> along with the band, you know, and it's just something that can't really imagine, <laughs> you know, if you're not there, but it, it works and, you know, it's, uh, it's a way to get them involved, you know, and, and feel it as opposed to just, just hearing it. Is it hard to keep up with your own music while you have 150 kids banging away well, off beat? N- not anymore because I mean so because what I do during the during the week is go you know I go into schools and I and I deal with large groups of kids and drumming so you know it's it's what I do is control chaos you know in in a you know the best I can. And so those skills come to the stage uh, when I'm doing a show and it just kind of, it's automatic, you know. Luckily the kids listen and the parents love the fact that it's a shared experience for them and their kid. They can both do the same thing. They can both engage in the music. So I don't really have to worry about what they're doing necessarily, you know, we have the PA, <laughs> mm-hmm. so we have the volume, you know, to to overpower anything that's going on out there. And a lot of the times, it's just me and a guitar player. You know, I'm on okay. and guitar players, you know, really rhythmic and and funky. So we just do our thing and have a good time. And and whatever happens on you know on the other side of that stage is is up to them. And I just kind of you know guide it along every now and then. So it's just mm-hmm. it's a real organic um, kind of tribal thing that's happening, and uh, it's a lot of fun for me. You know, the few times that I don't have the instruments for the kids, I feel I feel like something there, there's a big hole, there's something missing. So mm-hmm. I like that element now. Yeah, I've been doing it for ten years that way. Oh well. So maybe I think I am crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your song, Get Up and Go, and we'll give that a listen. Okay, cool. Well, Get Up and Go is the song that I wrote for um, our trip to the White House because the theme of, of the event was, um, with Michelle Obama's Let's Move initiative, the theme for that day was, was called Get Up and Go, about getting out and being healthy and exercising. So, you know... I decided I was going to write the unofficial theme song for for the day and pre- debut it at the White House without any rehearsal or, or uh, let's just see what happens. So my brother had, um, uh, who joined me that day, he has a reggae band in Cleveland called uh, the Plus Band. It's Carlos Jones and the Plus Band. Excellent, you know, longtime reggae musician. And mm-hmm. he gave me a track of his to write to I wrote the song you know we knocked it out he met me in DC and we jammed it so 
the song is about being healthy, uh, you know, finding whatever it is out there that, that makes you excited to get up and move, whether it's dancing, whether it's drumming, whether it's singing, whether it's, you know, exercising. But the, the thing is to get up and, and go instead of sitting around. So that's the, that's the name of the song. That's what it's about. And it features uh, both my sons and my wife. No, both my sons on this one taking a little turn on, on the verses or the bridges or courses or something. They're they're singing with me, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, which has been a great part of having Rhythm Child is you know they're involved and they've been able to come into the studio and been able to have some great shows and so each record shows the uh, evolution of them as people and musicians as well. So um, and yeah, how old this, is off the new, this is off the new record. Um, Oldest one is 13, that's Bailey, and the youngest one is Andre, and he's eight. So uh, Bailey was the original inspiration for Rhythm Child um, back when he was like two and, um, you know, wanted to make some music for him, and and Andre just kind of stepped in, you know, as soon as he could talk, he was up on stage with the microphone. So, um, <laughs> and yeah, I'm sorry, so you off. what's the new record? It's called, the new record's called Kindy Reggae. Um, so this is the first song off of off of that that you know the formation of the record was this idea of merging my brother's uh, roots reggae music with my kid family friendly lyrics and so this is an example of what kindy reggae is all about. All right. Well, this is Norman Jones and Rhythm Child with Michelle Obama's socialist exercise propaganda. <laughs> Kidding. Kidding. And it's get up and go. We'll be right back with Norm. All right, everybody. You gotta get up and move. Move it to the groove, y'all. So get up and go. Get up and go. Now you can run, skip, or throw. Get up and go, check this, we've got to get up and move out, right from the start, we've got to put into action, strong beating heart, make the right choices together, from lessons we've learned, to eat the right food in the morning. Gives us fire to burn The right fire to burn So when I wake up really early And I'm feeling super slow My body's kinda tired And my energy is low I take a deep breath And start to come alive I make my body move Just to help it inside and grow I get up and go Get up and go my mind is not quite working, it's time to stop the shoe. The day is in its motion, but forgot to let me know. I put my foot down and walk out the door. Take a look around just to see what's in store and know how to get up and go. You reap what you sow, it's how your body grows. When we get up and go, get up and go, 
Get up and go Get up and go It doesn't matter what you like or not There's always something outside for you That's gonna help your blood flow And help you get up and move your Go Get up and go Get up and go Get up and go Come now Here comes Junior Rhythm with a message to you We got to stay healthy and you know that's the truth Now everybody's saying we don't know what's going on But let me tell you something, I can keep my body strong I just eat a good breakfast, maybe pack a lunch Run around and play instead of zoning on the couch Lots of things can get me up and music is one I play along with rhythm and the energy comes and goes I, I get, get up and go. go Let everybody know It's how your body grows When you get up and go Get up and go Get up and go Get up and go Norman Jones and Get Up and Go. Norm, it is going to be maybe the toughest segue I've ever had to do to go from... Oh, I know. you got some heavy stuff to deal with right now. It's it's going to get a lot bleaker. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's crazy. I mean, I know it's... Um, but, you know, again, I commend you because, you know, you know you're not playing it safe out there on the edge. I exactly. like it. Exactly. Uh, I learned all my lessons from Steven Tyler. All so, right. <laughs> and thanks up. for the tip on the on the razors too. I'm gonna check that out. Yeah, man. It's you can't beat it. One dollar a month, Dollar Shave Club. Just hit up that BlazingRyeRadio.com. You'll find some other deals there too. Like, if, you, if you're sick of buying stamps, there's a banner for Stamps.com. You can, uh, you know, print stamps all out right. right from your own computer. How about that? Oh, all right. Well, <laughs> so I'm I'm glad I hooked up with you. You're saving, you're I saved your life, money. my friend. <laughs> uh, you're quoted in your bio as saying, I play the same type of music i played for 30 years, music based on rhythmic improvisation, a high level of musicianship, raw energy, and deep lyrics. How do you keep this high level of musicianship when it comes to uh, children's music? Um, well, fortunately, I have talented friends or if you know if if they're not my friends when they start playing with me you know we we form a bond and and uh you know i they i they pass me on to somebody else it, it, the thing is a lot of these music you know, a lot of musicians don't have a chance to really pay, play for people that that genuinely care about what they're about the music that they're playing and parents do care, you know, they really appreciate what you're offering to the kids, and so for 
for a lot of these musicians that play with me, and, th- and there hasn't been a ton, but the the core of musicians that play with me, they just really love doing a rhythm child show. You know, it mm-hmm. gives them something, it feeds them something, and you know they t- they walk away feeling better than when they got there. So, you know, as a musician, you can that's all you can really ask for is having that kind of exchange with your audience. And, um, and, you know, and we have a good time as, as musicians, as friends, and I keep the music lively and I keep it real and I don't play down to anybody. So, you know, we're, we're allowed to just go out there and do what we want to do. It's just a great gig. And it just so happens to be, you know, a lot of times at 10 in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the hardest part, getting a, getting a musician to wake up, you know, early and uh, yeah. show up for for you know a gig, but hey, we have a great time. So I really appreciate you know all the musicians that have played with me over the years, and um, yeah, it's just been an honor to, to share the stage with some of these guys. They're top rate. Nice. And and what m- message would you like to impart upon these children? Like, what do you want them to get from your show at the end of the show? Well, you know, it's all about confidence. It's about the fact that we, we sh- you know, we share this experience. Um, they were allowed to express themselves freely, and now hopefully they have confidence to make their own music, you know, to, to sing, to dance, to, to express, to whatever it is that they feel inside of them. You know, in a Rhythm Child show, they're allowed to do that without anybody telling them no and stop. So if I if they can walk away with that kind of empowerment to express themselves and be creative, then, you know, I I I feel like I I've, I've done something. So that would be my my wish to impart. Got it. Tell me a bit about this uh Remo sound shaped drum and stick. This is like your signature uh product here. Yeah, yeah, that's the the drum over the last 10 years that, you know, I've tried out quite a few, and it's been the one that's stood the test of time. And um, Remo's been great to me as a company, you know, supplying me with all the instruments um, that I use for the kids and in the schools and, you know, um, just supporting me with that, you know, and giving me great deals on drums. And so um, I'm, I'm... grateful to that relationship and it's a really it's a flat drum it's a frame drum and uh you know it has a lot of sound it's a real drum head so you know it doesn't sound like plastic it sounds like a drum and it's durable so um that's been the the that's been my drum of choice for the kids and they seem to enjoy playing it because they don't have to hit that hard and you know it's it's just uh it responds very well it has a nice voice to it so that's the sound shape. Yeah. So for more information on Norman Rhythmchild, people can go to rhythmchild.net and mm-hmm. follow you on Twitter at rhythmchild. Yep. Um, yep. Anything else uh, in the works at the moment? Uh, well, we're getting ready to launch this new record. You know, it's been a while in the making, and I, I finally feel like Kindy Reggae is ready to, to go, and um, it should we're actually doing, and your listeners will find out, For you know, they, they're hearing it first. On the 17th, on President's Day, in honor of our meeting the president, we're going to be doing a 
free download of Give Up, Get Up and Go um, oh, nice. on the website. So um, just check in on that day, sign up for the mailing list, and you get that, that song for free. And um, that's kind of the focus right now is getting ready to, to get this record out there for people. And, um, oh, we're actually, I'm getting ready to do a trip to Jamaica in next month to set up a drum program in St. Anne's and Kingston um, oh, wow. drumming curriculum. So that's a, that's another cool thing. So I'm staying pretty busy and getting opportunities to, to you know, offer my services in, in different communities, and, and that's, that's where my head's at. Yeah, well, I commend you, sir. You're doing a great job. Uh, again, so rhythmchild.net, and it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Norm. Thank you, Ryan. Keep up the good work, man. Absolutely. You too. Take care. Have a good night. All right. You too. All right. That was Norman Jones from Rhythm Child. Uh, next up on the program, we have got from the Humanity Helping Sudan Project, uh, Manyang Reef. So that uh, interview is coming up in just a minute. Like I said, uh, you can go to blazingryeradio.com and uh, click on the banners for Dollar Shave Club and uh, buy some razors. You know, I don't want to go into the CDS or the Dwayne Reed or the Walgreens or the Walmart or the Wall by Pink Floyd or whatever and I say, get me the uh, Gillette Mock Dust Butter Fantastic with wings or whatever these razors are called these days. It's embarrassing. And the clerks never know what you actually want. Uh, you want the razor, they'll get you the blades, etc. So go to uh, blazingryeradio.com and hit up Dollar Shave Club. All right. Uh, my next guest is the founder of Humanity Helping Sudan Project Incorporated. Please welcome to the program. Manyang Reef. Manyang, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing well, sir. Uh, so you are doing so much great work. Uh, this Humanity Helping Sudan project sounds like it's, it's getting so much done uh, in, in a very conflicted area. Uh, tell me a bit about the Humanity Helping Sudan project, sir. Well, the Humanity Helping Sudan is to help refugees. Um, in 2005, there was a peace agreement signed um, that uh, get the displaced refugees go back to uh, southern Sudan. Uh, mm-hmm. When they go back, when they go back there, it's harder to find jobs. It's harder to find a lot of things and get everything done. And the reason for demand helping Sudan is to create an awareness that there is about 250,000 Sudanese who are displaced, and they have mm-hmm. no place to stay here, and they have no place, uh, a place to call home, if you want to. But now, our biggest challenge that we do right now is inside Sudan. There's also people that are displaced again, so we caught mm-hmm. up in helping refugees and also trying to help people that are displaced inside Sudan, inside southern Sudan. Our goal is to give yeah, our goal is to help with the land rights. Uh, uh land rights uh give a land rights to displaced refugees. 
so they can come back with their home again and live there. Mm-hmm. And also help them with the thing that they need, like farming, fishing, uh, things that can help them very quick, quickly in a short period of time. Sure. And I read that there's uh, three main objectives to uh, this project. Uh, the number one objective is addressing the massive food shortage in the region. Uh, what is your uh, organization plan to do uh, about uh, feeding the people about this food problem that's in the Sudan? Well, basically, we work uh, in border between Sudan and Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. And that place that almost always got a lot of fish so people can fish there. So what we okay. we do what we do quicker thing to do is give a fishing net so they can help themselves quickly because when you have a fishing net all you need is a fish and then you can get food. This is another way. Um other way is farming. We do farming in border between Sudan and Ethiopia. So those people, uh, if you give them a land to to farm, they grow their own food, so they can get the food from the farm. And the other thing is train them with the school, like trading school, which is uh, they can learn about farming itself, instead of you know waiting for people, taking people from uh, America, and then teach them how to farm that. So. If you already teach them how to farm, they can do it themselves. That's what is trading school about me. Um, last thing is not laughing, but which is chicken. We buy chicken, and then we put them in a small chicken house. So chicken grows, so you distribute it to the community. Um, the estimate of two chicken in one year, if you give a two chicken to one person, in less than a year, probably get him up like a 30 chicken, more than that. So in two years, you can produce about up to um, 30, 30 chicken. In, in two years, you can produce up to like a, uh, five, uh, or 500 to 1,000 chicken. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. So we do a quick, a very quick process. But um, mm-hmm. also, I'll also help people like berry, um in non-complicated way. And then another great thing about this is is that because uh, you purchase locally, then uh, it, it helps stimulate employment around there, right? There, then there's net makers and chicken farmers and repair workers. Uh, so that's another added benefit, huh? That's what we want to do because we want uh, the local community to feel like they're involved. And we also mm-hmm. want to help them with the, with the, with their, um, you know, chop to buy things. So uh, if you buy things like that, they will they will probably order more. I know the net is brought from China, but local there's a local shop, who, local business owner there. So when we buy, um, when we when we when we bought net from them, they can order more and their business grow and they can hire a lot of different people. Right. Yeah. That's fantastic. Um, So uh, I just want to let our listeners know that in case we go our uh, time of 9 o'clock, the feed on the computer will cut off. But uh, in order to keep listening, just dial 917-388-4131. 
keep listening. If we go over time, 917-388-4131, and the entire uh, interview will be on the podcast shortly after the broadcast. Um, so, Manyang, the second objective is to provide agricultural training and cultivation of indigenous crops. Ex- explain this objective to me. Well, um, seeing there was a displaced people there, you know, our goal from the beginning is to uh, give a land and human right to displaced refugees. There's mm-hmm. about 250,000 people um, who have been displaced. So what we do, we want to give them a land to live there, feed them out of farm and fish, raise chicken, and trade in school. So those are the things that we do. Farming is something that we buy. It must be done because, you know, when you're sending a food, people don't know the problem. And you just send them an aid. And, um, and that thing don't help them much because, uh, because people just want to expect food coming from somewhere. So mm-hmm. we have a farm there. Um, and not just our farm itself, but also the local farmers, people who want to farm, we, we promote farming much. And that's what the objective that we want to be talk, talking about because it's good to promote farming. Farming because uh, food comes from the ground. You have a, a partnership with Whole Foods and Allegro Coffee, correct? Yes, yes. Well, that's yes, great. We, uh, that they've been able to, yeah, they, to get behind your cause. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're um, so happy about that. I'm sorry, go ahead. We, we are so happy about that. We, we, we're so glad about that, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. So then another thing about that is that with the agriculture and vocational training, uh, this will provide not only uh, important education and skills, but also um, hopefully lead to jobs in the end as well, correct? Yes. Yes. I mean, I mean, when you, when you do something to one person, this is how you see the one thing in the end. You can do fishing nets and give it to people, but at the end of the day, those people who are fishers, they will sell, they will give their fish to the community, either their family, their, uh, their friends, their brother. If they get fish, the fish end up in the community. Mm-hmm. You know, and the people eat the fish. And, and that's, you know, it, it, it just, it's just a point where you want to, our main objective is to, to try to reduce poverty in kind of way that people know how to answer when it comes to way of reducing poverty. Very uh, community-oriented uh, project. I respect that. And the third objective is health and medical needs of the refugee community. Um, now, a lot of folks uh, in the Sudan are, are in dire need of medical attention. So, what does your uh, uh, organization, uh, what is your organization doing about that? Right now, we are com- uh, campaigning to build a temporary clinic, and uh, it's called it's going to be called Model Clinic. And we partner with a lot of group of the diaspora community including Gedwin, Emmanuel Giles, and other group of the people's uh, diaspora. So we are responding to the emergencies as soon as possible. And the organization will also take a lead on that effort to help people, even if we just help them with the emergency kit, that is like you give them something that they can clean themselves with, 
even like a soap, even like something that they, something that can preventable disease that can stop. Because right now people living in one place and shower and all this kind of things has become crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, we were spawned with something that uh, we tried to develop, come up with something called Mild Clinic. And we're going to be doing a lot of fun uh, fundraising. Um, uh, uh, in, actually, we're doing a fundraising uh, on the 22 in New York, which is, will be attended by some uh, big group. But it's more private. It's, a, it's going to be more private. I hear that uh, Bono's going to be there. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's one of the one of um, uh, one one of the the influential people. We have different kind, uh, different different people. We don't know Matthew, uh, who's the founder of the economy, uh, the magazine, uh, Economy, and we're gonna have different. Uh, uh, Alec Wick, uh, we're gonna Lee Cabeda, we're gonna different different kind of um, group, but it's very uh, private and. Mm-hmm. It's like going to be small because those are groups that um, we want their support in private way. And mm-hmm. then, so yeah, we're going to have on the 22 of this month. Well, that's great. And uh, I read that uh, Ben Affleck supports you. Beyonce uh, had a fundraiser for you. That is quite impressive. Yeah, now they support in a kind of, um, well, I mean, that's, I mean, and anybody who was supported by by a lot of people like Ben Affleck and and, and they they're gonna be absolutely happy. But I do yeah, we do have a fundraising in Atlanta with um, a group of different celebrities. So yeah. I noticed in uh reading about you that uh, the, the objective objective three about uh the health and medical needs of the refugee community, um the last sentence of that is and landmines and terrorists and armed conflict and it's almost like uh an afterthought in that paragraph but i imagine that uh the the armed conflict that's going on in the sudan uh is kind of more prevalent more at the front of everyone's minds uh can you talk a little bit about how the the conflict that's been going on there uh has been affecting the people of the region yeah, it, it has been affecting the uh, people. It has been affected people of region much, much more than the civil war twenty-one is. Right now, over one million people, one million people, has been displaced in southern Sudan. One mm-hmm. million people have been displaced. Now, some of them went to Ethiopia, some of them went to Kenya, some of them went to Uganda, and some of them are displaced inside the Sudan itself inside Sudan, southern Sudan itself. Now, this is uh, this is people that are affected much, and malaria and all the high sickness that come, you know, a lot of people, women giving a birth inside the UN compound. Some of them die mm-hmm. because there's no medical need. And when you talk about the medical need there, because, you know, when everybody comes together in one place, things become hot and freezing together, all these people will People who are healthy and people who are sick will live together, and, and now they get all sick, so they get diarrhea um, by living in a place like a camp. And and then it's very hard. Ten thousand people die. This is less than this is less than two months 
over yes. ten thousand times. This is less than two months. You bet you are killed that much people. You know, and then and, and this is this is the sad part about this is the people in Southern Sudan by themselves. It's uh and, quite commendable what you're doing and you know, it's a reason of the world that needs way more attention than it gets. Um so uh people can find out more about Humanity Helping Sudan Project at humanityhelpingsudanproject.org. And uh, what's your Twitter, sir? Uh, Humanity Helping Sudan Project. Let me say it's HHSP. HHSP, like project. HHSP project. On the Twitter, you mean? I'm sorry. You talk about the Twitter. Yeah. What What's your Twitter? It's H H. Oh, let me just um get a real uh, the same. Let me just get it back real quick. Sure. Um. Is it like a human? H L P S U D. P R J. If you mean, but if you just say Manyangvet, it will just come up. Yes. Okay, I see it now. What for people who are listening to this uh, and are listening to your story and are inspired by you and what you've done, how can they help? Well, um, there's a lot of things you can uh, you can. Uh, trying to promote the humanitarian assistance in Sudan. You can also like our website, um, Twitter and Facebook. You can also join and be a part of the Human Helping Sudan. Uh, you can contact our website, which is humanhelpingsudanproject.org. Um, I mean, you can also design a project that you think would help people in, in southern Sudan and we can, we can collaborate with you. That's, the inter- that's what uh, makes you happy or something. But uh, you can come to Human Helping Sudan Project. You can donate your time or you can um, help by promoting on your Twitter or Facebook and share. Uh, create more awareness. Yeah. Well, I hope everyone does that. Uh, it's been an honor to have you, sir. I appreciate everything you're doing, making the world a better place. Man Yang Ri, thank you so much for coming on the program tonight. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Have a wonderful night, sir. Bye-bye. Good night. All right, this is Blazing Rye Radio. Remember to check out blazingryeradio.com. Um, brand new website, and I think you'll like it. Uh, while you're there, click around, click on the banners. Maybe you can purchase some stuff, some $1 razors. It would be fantastic. Uh, also, um, shortyawards.com slash blazingrye. You like what you hear tonight? Uh, please vote for Blazing Rye for podcaster. And uh, also we're up for podcast. Uh, sorry, no, we are not. Blazing Rye Backstage, which is at BR Backstage, is up for um, podcast, weird, and best web show. So vote there at shortyawards.com slash Blazing Rye and shortyawards.com slash BR Backstage. Whew. All right, tune in Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Blazing Rye Backstage with uh, John Weeks and the one and only 
Wizard of Waverly Place, Tom Fogarty reclaims his wand. Not that kind of wand. Get your mind out of the gutters. All right, I can think of no better way of ending the show than by saying it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz. Hit the brakes, Florence. And, um, hey, remember to turn the clocks down. Good night, everyone. See the house lights start to blink And the sky is turning pink Gosh, what will the neighbors think? Cause here it is tomorrow again We could share a perfect dance But we've danced the night away Guess you'd better hit the head Cause here it is tomorrow again We saw the sunset in the sky Soon we'll see the dawn Mother nature's about to rise And father time is marching on Did you hear my daddy yell? We've been leaning on the bell Kiss me quick and run like 60 Cause here it is tomorrow again